Fully Loaded Chew is tobacco-free, long-cut, and pouches that gives you the same pack, dip, spit, and buzz that you're used to without tobacco. Fully Loaded Chew comes in nine flavors and is made with all food-grade ingredients and tobacco-free nicotine, the purest form of nicotine there is. To give us a try, head on over to FullyLoadedChew.com for a $1 can of chew with free shipping when you enter the code OUTDOOR1. O-U-T-D-O-O-R and the number one. Lastly, many outdoorsmen are trying to quit tobacco altogether and Fully Loaded Chew may be that first step. For more information on our product line, visit FullyLoadedChew.com. You're listening to South Dakota Unlimited, the podcast for the average South Dakota sportsman, where we talk everything outdoors, hunting, fishing, trapping, conservation, and anything else that impacts you as a sportsman in the 605. Hosted by CJ Peters. Now let's get started. Welcome back, everyone, to South Dakota Unlimited. Hopefully everyone is staying cool because, man, I tell you, summer came back, and it came back with a vengeance. It has been hot, and there is absolutely no end in sight. I went to set some trail cameras the other day, and just out for only, a, I think, three or four hours, I think it was, and I came back absolutely drenched from head to toe. So much for scent control. <laughs> so that was not great. I um, probably could have done that a little bit better. But if you were out there, please be smart. Wear sunscreen. Drink lots of water. Um, so that's my public service announcement for today. But anyway, on today's episode, I talk to the first repeat guest of the podcast, Mr. Todd Heitkamp, who was the first episode that was released. Uh, second, actually. Sorry. Second episode that was released from Dakota Angler uh, here in Sioux Falls. This is a short and sweet episode as Todd has been pretty busy with his full-time job uh, with the National Weather Service. So I really appreciate him coming on, carving out the time to do this. Uh, especially as we recorded this today, there's some storms we went in tonight. So that would be why he's pretty busy. Uh, but Todd and I talk about the effects of weather fronts, specifically barometric pressure on fishing and how you can still be successful even when the odds are not in your favor. Todd is a wealth of information, and uh, so I encourage you to take a listen. I promise you'll learn something. We'll keep this intro short and sweet. So let's go ahead and let's get started. And I guess real quick before we do get started, I don't know what happened to my audio when we were going. Something, I don't know if it was my microphone or just the recording app that I use, but I apologize. It does sound a little funky, so please just hang in there. Maybe don't listen to me. Listen to Todd. He's a smart one. But anyway, let's go ahead and let's get started. Hi, Todd. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. Yourself? Oh, not too bad. Just sweating it out for the last two weeks. It doesn't look like there's much of an end in sight. No, it's, uh, you know, the dog days of summer, uh, typically in the latter part of July and August, and here we are in the first part of June and uh, dealing with weather like this. Yeah, and it doesn't look like there's, uh, <laughs> hopefully it doesn't last through the entire time of summer, but well, I guess we'll see what happens. Um, so when, when it comes to weather like this, super hot, and we talk about the dog days of summer, people say it's some of the worst fishing everybody catches fish during that time of year not everybody but it's possible to catch fish during this time of year what what would your tips be for days like this when it is just sweltering hot day after day well you know like yeah you know that's the whole thing is that uh, you, honestly the fish don't mind that it's hot you know it's only us uh, they're, they're not in the water and the whole thing so they're going to be moving to different depths uh, of the lake or the river that's for sure but the whole key is for really your own safety out there and most people uh, obviously will want to get out early 
uh, and then get off the lake early as well uh, before the heat of the day. Uh, but uh, again, a lot of times people will overlook the shallows. Uh, a lot of times people will think, sit there and say, well, with the hotter weather, the fish are going to go deeper. That's not always the case. Now, you may find some of your bigger walleyes uh, hanging out in the shallows if there's any type of weed growth or anything like that, just being lethargic and just kind of waiting for any type of food supply to go swim by them and then go out and you know grab it. So uh, don't overlook the shallows. But again, the main thing right now is just to, to really use your electronics. If you're on the boat, use your electronics and go searching for those fish before you really start setting up a strategy for the day. Sure. And when you find those fish, uh, is it just try to figure out what you can find or would you recommend like using something, a smaller presentation or just continue to work through your tackle box until you find what they want to find, what they want to get? I think, exactly. I think the main thing is, uh, again, don't go out there with a, a strategy in mind and that's what you're going to stick with. Uh, you need to be flexible. Uh, so start throwing out, you know, live bait uh, one way or the other with a jig or if you're pulling bottom monsters or anything like that. Try that and then uh, move on to the other stuff. If they're not, they'll let you know soon enough whether or not uh, they're interested in your presentation or not. So, again, the whole key on uh, any time of year is being flexible, but especially this time of year, uh, well, this stretch of weather, I should say this time of year because it's so un uh, normal for us to have uh, weather like this. But anytime you're dealing with the uh, uh, a heat wave like this be flexible as much as you possibly can absolutely what do you what would you say are some go-to tackle uh tackle that you're gonna start off with right away would it be some like lendy rigs or, or pulling cranks or what would you say well again i think uh what i'm gonna do is try to cover as much water as i possibly can so I, either i'm gonna bottom bounce with uh you know leeches or crawlers uh slow death has, works really well this time of year uh, or I'm going to, you know, pull crankbaits to cover that water, to look for those fish. And as I'm pulling the, uh, uh, whatever it is, a crankbait or a bottom bouncer, I'm going to be watching my depth finder as well to see, uh, where those fish are hanging out, uh, to really see what's going on. And if I see a, uh, batch of fish, I'm going to mark a waypoint and probably come back to them and, uh, you know, throw crankbaits or throw jigs and, uh, leeches at them. Absolutely. It's like you said, being flexible. So begs the question you know I, I this is kind of your bread and butter but i've always heard growing up or i guess everybody's always heard no matter what it is in the outdoors whether it's deer uh, birds fish especially uh, the effects of weather and weather fronts have on fishing or hunting or whatever it is is there some truth to that and and if so what is the truth to that i guess <laughs> yeah there is uh there is truth to that uh, i mean the old saying uh uh, when the winds from the west, the fish bite from bite the best. The wind from the east, the fish bite the least. Uh, that old saying is founded in some fact, uh, and so it is very true that uh, weather does affect uh, more than just the fishermen. It does also affect the fish, and uh, we've done a lot of. And I say we, uh, I along with a number of different uh, professional anglers have uh, done a lot of research on this uh, area to really see what, how weather affects fishing. And it really has to deal with the barometric pressure. It has, doesn't have to do with the, the temperature or, or, or storms or anything like that. It has to deal with barometric pressure and that's the, the air pressure. The change in that air pressure one way or the other will determine how the fish bite that particular day. And so just to kind of describe the barometric pressure, I've, I've listened to your, uh, I guess, lecture in the past, but your expertise in the past about barometric pressure. And for those who haven't heard it before, barometric pressure would be described as, I think you said, um, what drives weather. So what would be, is that kind of basic definition of that? 
Well, yeah, and it's also the weight of, of the atmosphere upon your shoulders. Uh, and, you know, everyone has felt the, uh, the impacts or the effects of the change in barometric pressure, especially if you're older. And the older I get, I feel it more and more. But if you have grandparents or anything like that, and you've heard them complain about how their uh, joints ache or that they know that a storm is approaching because the, their, their arthritis is acting up or anything like that, there's a lot of truth to that because, again, uh, the change in barometric pressure or air pressure uh, of it, also impacts or affects the amount of fluid in your joints. And so uh, the less fluid, the less uh, flexible your joints become and the more painful they become. And that's the same thing with fishing. And I'm not talking about uh, fish having joints, but it also impacts the air bladder in those fish. Uh, the fish want to be as buoyant as they possibly can. And so when the pr uh, pressure changes, in other words, increases, uh, that air bladder has to also increase to really yeah, you know, allow them to become buoyant and to, to, to move around as much as they possibly can. And, and when that pressure changes like that, what will normally happen is they'll, they'll sink to the bottom. And you'll notice this, especially in the, uh, in the wintertime, that you watch your electronics and you're out there ice fishing, you can uh, jig that fish off the bottom, <clears throat> excuse me, but then uh, as they come up to take a look at the jig, they go right back down because their air bladder is so large that they feel full. They want to eat but they're just not hungry. And so they'll go right back to the bottom. And so that's when uh, the, the air pressure impacts them the most uh, is when the pressure is high. Uh, in other words, when the wind switches around to, from the south to the northwest and you have these crystal clear blue skies out there where people want to go out fishing, that's usually when the pressure is the highest. When the wind is lightest and the pressure is the highest, that's when it's the, pressure, uh, the fishing will be the most difficult. So what are some things we can do to combat that? I mean, they're probably, they're feeling full. So I'm assuming it would be best to switch up to a different presentation. That's maybe a little bit smaller, some slower moving, something that's just more appealing to them. That's exactly right. Uh, you know, you downsize your presentation, slow it down a little bit. Uh, again, and when we're talking the summertime right now, uh, obviously what you want to do is go on and go looking for those more aggressive fish, which typically will be probably the smaller fish because then now this is their opportunity to go feed. The bigger ones aren't, uh, you know, being hogs, so to speak. And so they're going to go out looking for the food. Uh, and so you want to go out looking for those more aggressive fish. And that's where you want to cover as much water as you possibly can uh, to look for those aggressive fish. And then the techniques are like pulling plugs. Uh, that's the best way, uh, as well as uh, bottom bouncing. Again, you're covering as much of that lake or that body of water as you possibly can in a short period of time. So on the opposite side, as we go from a high pressure system to a low pressure system, is that that's probably going to be your better bite? Will it be right as that changes or will it be like a day after? Or when would you say that's going to be the best? Well, again, what we're talking about is, you know, is the change in pressure. Uh, and so when you're going uh, from low to high or high to low, that abrupt change, it's going to take a while for those fish to or any animal to adapt uh, to that change in pressure. Uh, so anytime the pressure is low, in other words, the wind out of the south, that's when the fishing is going to be best. Uh, it's because of the fact that the pressure is low, uh, their air bladder is small. And so what uh, they'll do is they'll go out in the prowler. You don't have to go looking for the fish. They'll come to you. And you. And if anyone that's been fishing long enough remembers those type of days where you just go, wow, you know, uh, whatever I'm doing, it's working and I'm catching fish no matter what, you know, my son may have a jig and a plastic. I have a jig and a minnow and my uh, son, other son may have a jig and a leech and they're all working. It's because of the fact that they're wanting to eat. Uh, and then if you go out there the next day and you try to do the same thing and you don't have the same success, you go, what happened? 
what changed? Did we get the same spot? It looks, feels like the same weather. Well, what probably changed is the pressure. Yeah, I mean, I think we can all agree with those days. You're like, man, I'm, I'm killing it. And the next day you go out and, well, I must absolutely suck because I can't get a thing to bite. <laughs> you know, and that's the, that's the whole thing. A lot of times we will get caught in our uh, our w- unique ways of doing things or, you know, customarily uh, way uh, we do things that we get locked in certain presentations or anything like that. And the whole key when it comes to fishing or hunting or doing anything like that is to be flexible because uh, you're dealing with mother nature uh, and you're dealing with, again, with weather such as the air pressure that you can't uh, really, you know, do anything about. Uh, we have, uh, you know, fish and electronics and uh, tackle have come a long ways over the past 20 to 30, 50 years. Uh, and has really increased our odds in catching fish. But the one thing that we can't control is the weather. And so people will say, well, should I go out fishing today based upon the weather? You go fishing when you can go fishing. Don't worry about the weather unless we're dealing with severe weather, obviously. But uh, what you need to do is you need to look at the weather and try to figure out what is, what's it telling you. If the wind is out of the south, you're going to be dealing with low pressure days. You're not going to have to cover a lot of water uh, to find those active fish. But if you're dealing with those uh, high pressure days, winds out of the north uh, and you've got a high sky uh, then you're going to have to probably cover more water to find those more active fish absolutely so summed up just uh go fishing when you can be flexible and uh, just try to find them uh, well exactly and i also tell people keep a log you know or at least you know with the help of the internet now all of our weather records are online uh, you can figure out what what was different about today versus yesterday. Uh, what was the air pressure? Don't get hung up on a number. You know, a lot of people say, well, the pressure is 29 point whatever, and I need to, to go fishing. No, you need to do, again, is watch the trend. Is it increasing? Is it decreasing? Because if it's increasing, the, pressure, uh, the uh, fishing will become a little bit more difficult. If it's decreasing, the fishing will get a little bit better. Is there like a resource people can go online to find that? <laughs> well, as far as uh, the air pressure is concerned, there's no forecast for air pressure. Uh, we don't, you know, in my job with the National Weather Service, we don't forecast air pressure. We forecast wind. And so you can use that as a, a little bit of a resource that if you look out, you know, on the forecast and you see that the wind is going to be out of the north, you know that you're probably dealing with a, a you know, pressure that's high. Uh, but if you're dealing with a south wind, like what we've been dealing with for the past couple of days, the pressure continues to stay low. And the longer that wind is in that same direction, the pressure becomes more stable. In other words, the air pattern becomes stable. The effect and the impact that the air pressure will have upon the fishing becomes more stabilized as well. And so the pressure will be, uh, the uh, fishing will become better the longer that pattern stays in place. Absolutely. Um, so when we're looking at historically dates, um, it's just best to find that trend and then fish in the future as if you've learned something (laughs) (laughs) well again i think uh you you, every example every use every trip that you go out there as a learning opportunity uh you know again uh, you're gonna have those days where what we used to call uh, a full bucket day in other words when we were out ice fishing and we were catching all kinds of fish and we were filling up the bucket and then the other days we would call you know a, a half bucket day because you worked your butt off to find those fish and you were lucky to come home with a half bucket. And th- again, those are the type of days we have to learn from it. Not to, not necessarily not to go or to go, but how can you adapt your presentations to make you more successful when you're out on the ice or on that body of water during this, uh, during the summertime. Like you said, the fish are there. You just got to learn how to make them bite. <laughs> 
That's exactly right. I mean, there's, again, uh, all the technology we have uh, will show us where the fish are located, but we still need to make, uh, entice them to bite one way, or the, one way or the other. And sometimes they just won't do it. And, and that's the whole beauty about uh, covering a body of water is that if you come across a pot of fish and uh, you're, you know, throwing everything but the kitchen sink at them and they're still not biting, move on. Don't waste your time with that uh, pot of fish. They, they're just not interested. And again, I would say 90 time, 90% of the time, it has to do with the pressure. They're just not wanting to eat at that point in time. Go on and look for those more aggressive fish that are, are somewhat interested or a little bit more interested than what the last pot of fish were. Absolutely. And I think it, it uh, always keeps us humble and makes us remember that it's time to be patient <laughs> and we're out there to have fun. <laughs> Well, you know, and that's, I think that's the biggest problem that we have nowadays is that uh, the amount of time that we have to go fishing is so limited that when you go out and you don't catch anything, you become more and more frustrated and it increases the stress level, so to speak. We need to remember that fishing is supposed to be a stress reliever, not a stress producer. And so we need to, again, take everything that we can at that point in time, but also remember, uh, you know, enjoy your time out in that water or that body of, uh, or that ice, uh, whatever season we're talking about, but enjoy your time that you have with your family or whoever it may be while you're fishing at that point in time. Definitely. That's the most important thing. Uh, anything new at the store that's going on, any new products or anything you'd like uh, people to take a look at as they come in? You know, the, the good thing is right now is that uh, our inventory still re remains fairly high. Uh, uh, there are some areas uh, of the store uh, from manufacturers that uh, the inventory is a little bit more difficult to, to come by, such as uh, Berkeley, the flicker shads and the flicker minnows and that are very difficult to come by uh, from Berkeley right now. Uh, many other stores, including box stores, don't have as much inventory as what we have at Dakota Angler, which uh, is a, a credit to us. Uh, so again, if you can't find it in our store right now, I don't know where you're going to find it. But again, I, what I've told people is that when you come across something that you want, uh, definitely pick it up uh, because you may not have that opportunity later on this summer to uh, to buy that item again because of the supply issues that everyone across the entire nation is dealing with. Absolutely. And uh, for those who haven't been to your store yet, and if you haven't, I strongly suggest you going there. Where can they find you? And, uh, we're at 1120 East Benson Road in Sioux Falls. And you can also go on, if you can't make it to Sioux Falls, uh, go to our website at dakotaangler.com. Uh, you can place your order online. We'll ship it out to you the next day. So it makes it uh, very convenient uh, to do a little shopping uh, online. Plus, uh, we also have a number of different social media feeds, such as uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, as well as Snapchat. So all different ways to stay up to date on the latest happenings at Dakota Angler. Absolutely. And uh, also your fishing reports and every day and tackle tips. Those have been incredibly helpful for me already this summer. <laughs> Yeah, we try to talk about that a little bit. You know, if you, and people don't know what you're referring to, it's the uh, what we call the Dakota Angler Two Minute Fishing Report that I post on uh, our website as well as uh, social media every Wednesday. And people say, "Well, your reports are longer than two. Your videos are longer than two minutes." And I say, "Yeah, the fishing report is two minutes, but everything else uh, is makes it a little bit longer." And one of those aspects is the uh, what we call Todd's Tackle Tips, where we talk a little bit about uh, you know various uh, topics such as uh, you know. Uh, various types of rods, reels, uh, presentations, things like that, just to kind of uh, share a little wisdom or knowledge or even get be a little thought provoking at times. So I encourage people to check it out. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for your time. I know you're a busy guy, so I really appreciate you hopping on and taking the time to talk with us. 
Not a problem. And if anyone has any more questions about uh, how weather impacts fishing, uh, have, feel free to give us a call at 605-336-9132 or send an email to me. I'd be more than happy to answer your questions. Awesome. Thanks, Todd. I appreciate it. Have a good day. You too. Take care. Thanks. And there we have it, folks, from the man himself, Mr. Todd Heitkamp. Some great info. Uh, stay flexible. Find the fish and just fish when you can. Remember, it's all about fun. It's supposed to be a stress reliever, not a stress inducer, just like Todd said. And definitely go visit Todd and the guys and gals over at Dakota Angler. They are all incredibly helpful and can answer your questions that you have and try to point you in the right direction. Uh, Check out their website, social media, support the local shop, because when you shop local, it stays local. Personally, I listen to the fishing report and Todd's tackle tips when I'm going fishing, and sometimes even when I'm not, just to see how the bite is and what what stage the fish are in at that time. But anyway, check them out. Thanks for listening, guys. I really appreciate it. If you have any questions about weather fronts and fishing, send them over. Uh, Todd offered to do a more in-depth episode uh, about weather fronts and barometric pressure and also to answer some questions or whatever questions you may have. So send them in. We'll try to get that done at some point. Uh, And if you could, do me a favor, please. Please head over. Uh, and give us a follow on social, Facebook and Instagram, and subscribe to the podcast. I would really appreciate it, guys. Let me know what you think. Send me a message. Leave a five-star rating or one-star, whatever you think is appropriate. All right, thanks again, everyone. Stay cool.